been infatuated with the game since my pop first put a club in my hands when I was a toddler. I was an only child, and the club and the ball became my playmates. That feeling of solitude and self-reliance enhanced the game's attraction for me, and endures today. I suspect that is true of most people who have succumbed to the lure of the game. I recall from conversations with two of the greatest golfers of our time, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, that the game had a similar appeal for them. Golf affords you supreme independence. The cliché about the game being you against the golf course is only partly true. Ultimately, it is you against yourself. It always comes down to how well you know yourself, your ability, your limitations, and the confidence you have in your ability to execute under pressure that is mostly self-created. Ultimately, you must have the heart and the head to play a shot and the courage to accept the consequences. Golf is a great mirror, often revealing things about you that even you didn't know. It cannot be misled. Sometimes the game comes so easily you can hardly believe it. Every swing seems natural and unforced. Every shot comes off exactly as you envisioned it. That false sense of security is part of the seduction. Every golfer has experienced it. If we are honest with ourselves, we'll admit never quite reaching nirvana, that feeling of invincibility. We are constantly on edge. There is no comfort zone in golf. Nor is it a game of perfection. If it were, we'd all shoot 18 and look for a more challenging sport. I shot a 61, my lowest competitive round, in the third round of the Pac-10 championships during my sophomore year at Stanford, and bogeyed the par 4 14th hole. I actually hit the ball better during the afternoon round and shot four strokes worse, including a bogey at 15. Only once do I recall feeling nearly in control of my game, and that was when I shot a 13 under par 59 at my home course in Orlando. Even then, I parred both par fives on the back nine with irons into the greens. The most we can ask of ourselves is to give it our best shot, knowing that sometimes we will fail. We are often defined by how we handle that failure. The great Ben Hogan, a man not prone to exaggeration, claimed that in his best week of golf, he only had four perfect shots. I have yet to get to that higher plane. I won 12 times around the world in 2000, including three majors, and I only remember hitting one shot I would call perfect, a three-wood on number 14 on the old course at St. Andrews in the third round of the British Open. From a tight lie, I had to hit a little draw into a left-to-right wind and carry the ball about 260 yards to a green guarded by a couple of nasty pot bunkers. As with every shot I attempt, I visualized the ball's flight and how it should respond upon landing. Because it was a blind shot, I picked out a crane in the distance as my target, The ball never left that line, and the shot turned out exactly as I had planned. Moments like that stay fresh in my mind, providing a positive image for future reference. Those images are critical when the game is on. They may even be the difference between success and failure. Sometimes the game seems so difficult you wonder whether the effort is worth it. It took me a while to understand why some days you have it and others you don't. Fact is, Every day your body feels a little different, and golf is such a finite game that a little off can translate into a lot. One or two degrees here and there can mean from four to seven yards. That's not a whole lot, but it's magnified due to the precision the game demands. We've all had one of those frustrating days. The final round of the 1996 NCAAs at the Honors Course at Oldowa, Tennessee, was one I'll never forget. I struggled all week, even though I shot some great numbers. I just didn't feel comfortable with my swing. I didn't have the club in the right position, but I was getting away with it because my chipping was great and I made every putt I looked at. 
I was somehow able to keep the ball in play for most of the holes and let my putter do the rest. In the final round, I lost it altogether. I went to the range that morning and never hit a shot. It just wasn't there. Sometimes when that happens, you can actually lower your expectations. Go out and shoot a great round. Not this time. I played the first three rounds with smoke and mirrors, and it finally caught up with me. Fortunately, I had a nine-shot lead, and the 80 didn't cost me an individual championship. I felt extremely fortunate. More like a survivor than a champion. Golf requires patience and perseverance. There are no shortcuts. Pop used to say, you get out of it what you put into it. When my teacher, Butch Harmon, and I overhauled my swing during the 1998 season, Butch would sometimes have me repeat one movement for 30 minutes. I would get so tired it felt like my arms were going to fall off. But I kept at it until the move became ingrained in my muscle memory. Patience and practice will pay off. So will careful attention to the techniques explained in this program.